Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week, I'm going to be talking about an exciting upcoming event happening in October. And today, I have a very special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Thanks, Debbie. Uh, This is Trent. I am the Artistic Director at Wild Imaginings, a performing arts company here in Waco. Yeah, and you're already a veteran of the show, but I'll go ahead and ask anyway. So, what brought you to Waco, or are you a Waco native? I am not a Waco native, but I have been here for about nine years now. So my husband and I definitely call Waco home Mm -hmm. and plan to stay, but it was Baylor that brought me here originally. Oh yeah, and you went to Baylor, and then how'd you get started with Wild Imaginings? Yeah, so I ran the Jubilee Theater Mm -hmm. here in town at Mission Waco for about two and a half years, and when I left there... A lot of people asked me what was next. Mm -hmm. They wanted to keep doing theater. They wanted to keep the momentum going that we had created at Jubilee. And so Wild Imaginings was really born out of the desire of local artists to see a different kind of theater in this town than we often get to see. Yeah, and I had you on about a year ago. So can you tell me about some of the things you guys have done here in Waco over the past year? Yeah, absolutely. So last year we kicked off with the Epiphany's New Works Festival. And I believe that's what you came on the show for originally. So I think so. So we're coming full circle because that's, I think, what we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Yay! But we had the inaugural festival Mm -hmm. last fall. Um, We've done after-school kids' classes. We had a fantastic camp this last summer where we did Susical Jr. Oh, so cute. Um, We did Shakespeare in the Park Mm -hmm. this summer. That was a hit. It was. That's probably our largest project Mm -hmm. other than the festival. Um, And that was really fantastic. We were able to do it by the suspension bridge outside. It was free to the public, Mm -hmm. um, which we're really excited about because we want art to be accessible to anyone who wants to come. Um, And then we also produced a contemporary play series, which we've Mm -hmm. been having the first Tuesday of each month here at Rogue Media Network. Shout out. Yeah. And do you want to tell me about some of the works? You guys just recently did Body of Water, correct? We did. So we've done two in Mm -hmm. the series so far, most recently in September, A Body of Water. Um, And these plays are fantastic in that they are contemporary. They're plays that people likely will not have seen or maybe even heard of before. And they're conversation starters. Mm -hmm. So the structure of the series is a staged reading 
and a conversation afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I'm always so pleasantly surprised by the way in which the audience engages with me, the director, and with the actors, Mm -hmm. um, the questions that they have, the way that it informs how they think about Mm -hmm. certain things in their life and in society. Um, It's really invaluable to truly see in real time Mm -hmm. the way that art reflects life and the conversations that that can start. Yeah, and what's the one that you guys are going to have coming up in October? Yeah, so the first Tuesday in October, we're going to have a play called Gruesome Playground Injuries. It's about wounds and the way that time has a way of healing. Oh, wow. And that's great. It kind of even goes with October's spooky theme. It does. So that's great. And October, in addition to kind of being a spooky time of Mm -hmm. year, is also actually Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And so that's kind of why we paired it with October, um, is the way that relationships wound and heal and mend or not. Yeah. Wow. That's really amazing. And I'm so glad that you guys have been doing this play series um, and getting our community involved. Um, Do you want to go ahead and start talking about your big event that's happening? Yes. So October 8th through 10th will be the second annual Epiphany's New Works Festival. And how this works is in the spring, we open submissions from playwrights. So the purpose of the festival is playwrights to be able to have their unpublished, unproduced work shown to the public. Mm-hmm. So we had 60 submissions from oh across gosh. the country. Wow. Um, yeah, it was incredibly exciting. Mm-hmm. And out of those 60, mm-hmm. we take the top eight mm-hmm. and give them table readings. Oh, wow. So this summer we had closed mm-hmm. table readings with the top eight. And out of those, we choose the top four for this live staged reading festival that audiences are able to attend. Yeah. And you guys are doing that over at Cultivate. And it's going to be all weekend long. So tell us how that's going to work, how tickets work. So Friday night, and this is exciting. So in addition to the four finalists from this year, we're also showing the premiere of last year's winning play. Oh, that's so precious. I love that. So it's a full production mm-hmm. of Jesus and Valium is the name of the play. So I Friday night will kick off the festival mm-hmm. with the full production of last year's winner. Mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday, there will be two staged readings each day mm-hmm. of this year's finalists. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday night, we'll close out bookending with Jesus and Valium one more time. Oh, that's going to be great. I love that. And so tickets, you can buy a ticket specifically to see the full production, mm-hmm. Jesus and Valium, or you can buy day passes to come see the staged readings. Or, and I recommend this one the most because it's the best bang for your buck, you can just get a full festival pass Mm -hmm. for the whole weekend and come see any and all shows. Wow, that's great. And do you want to highlight some of your creators and some of the amazing playwrights that are uh, behind this festival? Yeah, I mean, the plays are truly phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Jesus and Valium is actually written by local Waco artists. So that's really exciting. Yeah, and then the four plays from this year's submissions Mm -hmm. are from all over. Oh, wow. They are. So one of them is based in Houston currently. We have someone who's from LA, someone who's from Indianapolis. I mean, they're a truly diverse group. Wow, that's great. And what are the topics span? Yeah, so the first one to be shown on Saturday is called Near Nellie Bly. Mm -hmm. And it's a look at the historical figure Nellie Bly, Mm -hmm. who was a journalist who went undercover Mm -hmm. in women's insane asylums to show the misuse of power Mm -hmm. and the way that women were being mistreated. And that was in the 40s, right? 30s and 40s? Is that when it's set? 
I think so. <laughs> no, if I'm being honest, I couldn't tell you the exact decade. That's something I should probably know off the top of my head. I think that's just like my history. Maybe I'm wrong. I was no. like, yeah, I think you know, it's pretty much happening. I think that the... sounds great, Debbie. And for the purposes of this conversation, yes, it is yes, set in the definitely. 30s or 40s. No, I don't have an exact answer, mm-hmm. but it's a really compelling play yeah. that kind of interweaves history, Mm -hmm. but like a fictionalized account. So there's imagination involved. It doesn't feel like documentary style theater. Um, And then the second play that day um, thematically are kind of tied together because Mm -hmm. they're both about women and spirituality and they're historically based. Yeah. So the second play that day is called Yellow Jack. Oh, and what's really interesting is Mm -hmm. that it deals with the yellow fever pandemic. Oh, wow. And so it mirrors the mm-hmm. experience that we've gone through for the last year, yeah. but without talking about it yeah. in, in a direct way. So it's very relatable, yet mm-hmm. it's an entirely different time in history. So wow. it's really, really interesting. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. And then the two plays on Sunday... One of them, is, the first one is called Cardboard Castles Hung on Walls. Yes, I saw that one and I was like, ooh. It is incredible. And what's interesting is that the setting is an art gallery. Yes. And we're getting to do these plays in, in an, an, an art, art gallery. gallery. <laughs> yes, Cultivate 712. So that's a really kind of interesting synchronicity mm-hmm. with that particular play. But it deals with art and politics, Mm -hmm. and the way that they influence one another, and who gets overlooked within Mm -hmm. that struggle. So it's a contemporary story that is deeply relatable within any community that it's performed in. And then the second play that day is called The Profession, Mm -hmm. and it takes a look at academia Mm -hmm. and the power dynamics within it and what people are willing to do in order to remain in the positions that they think they need to be in. Mm, Interesting. So both of those deal with issues of power in a more more contemporary setting. So So making a social statement, but more relatably. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting because we themed Saturday to be Mm -hmm. historically based Mm -hmm. women, spirituality, community, and then Sunday are more contemporary plays that deal with issues that we should probably be talking about right within our very community of Waco. Yeah, that's really great. And, you know, COVID permitting, what are some of the things that you guys would like to do in the future? That is always such a good question. (laughs) Yeah, I always have approximately a thousand projects in my head at any given time. (laughs) Um, Our next project after this festival Mm -hmm. will be a Christmas show. So um, surprise, we're planning to do a Christmas carol, a musical version of it. it. Absolutely. Oh, musical version. A musical version. I'm excited. And so that is going to be really, really exciting. Mm -hmm. And then in February, we're going to be doing a play in partnership with Jubilee Theater for Black History Month. Oh, love that. So those are kind of the next couple of Mm -hmm. projects on the horizon for Wild Imaginings Mm -hmm. after this festival. Yeah. And what is one of the ways that you would like to get our community involved? You know, we always welcome creators Mm -hmm. and artists. There's over 40 people involved with the production of this festival Mm -hmm. Um, between the overarching creative team and the directors of each show Mm -hmm. and the actors in each show. Um, So there's always room for people to be involved, giving of their time and talents. Um, But then, I mean, in terms of 
financial involvement too. Mm -hmm. I mean, the work that we do isn't possible without the generosity of people who believe that what we're doing is important. Yeah. Um, so through our social media accounts, which are Wild Imaginings Waco, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, um, and our website, which is wildimaginingswaco.com, mm -hmm. um, there are ways that people can help us financially in order mm -hmm. to keep doing the work that we're doing yeah. and in order to make a fair percentage of the work that we're doing free and yeah. available to anyone who wants to come, which is hugely important. Yeah, and I'm sure your mission is to bring arts to Waco. Um, what is something that you personally would like to do to help, um, you know, grow this community here in Waco? Yeah, so one of the things that we have been really passionate about is bringing the artistic scene to downtown. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Cultivate 712 is mm -hmm. where we're doing this festival. The Contemporary Play Series is happening here at Rogue Media. Yeah. Shakespeare in the Park happened at the Suspension mm -hmm. Bridge. Like, we're really excited about bringing a different type of theater, something yeah. that's contemporary mm -hmm. and relevant and new mm -hmm. to this downtown space. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited to see more projects in this area that are a little bit edgier, yeah. a little bit conversation starting, mm -hmm. something that people aren't going to expect. Mm -hmm. I like for people to be surprised mm -hmm. when they come to shows that we produce. Yeah. Um, and the audience that has come repeatedly mm -hmm. always says that, you know, they always expect something amazing, yeah. but they don't know always what, what it's it going to be, be yeah. which is to me the most exciting mm -hmm. part. Yeah, and I know that you guys have been continuously involved with downtown, um, but even from your experience of living here for nine years, what have you seen change? There's been a lot of growth well, very in true. the last <laughs> nine years. I mean, when I got here, downtown was not the space that it is. Yes. I mean, there wasn't, you wouldn't come to downtown to just hang out for yes. a day nine years ago, right? Mm -hmm. But now you're seeing people recognize the life and vitality mm -hmm. that is in this community and even beyond downtown um, we're starting to see people express an interest in developing an artistic identity for mm -hmm. this community yeah um, which is what i'm really excited about mm -hmm. working with more and more local artists casting a larger and larger vision for what waco can be artistically mm -hmm. i'm originally from austin mm -hmm. And Austin years ago was known for being weird, right? Mm -hmm. Keep Austin weird, you know? And I think that when I moved to Waco, it was lovingly referred to as like the whack, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's kind of whack. But yeah. like, <laughs> frankly, nine years ago, there was mm -hmm. nothing very whack it's very about true. <laughs> Waco, right? And now I look around and there's such a diversity of mm -hmm. persons and ideas and scenes. I mean, nine years ago, there wouldn't have been a punk show downtown, oh, right? very true. But And yet there's been several yeah. this year alone yeah, here definitely. at Rogue Media. You know, and I, so I think... That's what most excites me is over mm -hmm. the course of nine years, I'm starting to see, oh, there actually is some whack here mm -hmm. in the whack. Yeah. <laughs> and I want I want to keep that growing. I want to keep having new and interesting and frankly weird yeah. things that people can come and enjoy mm -hmm. and expand their perspective about yeah. what Waco is and what it can be. Yeah. And it sounds like you've created this amazing community. Is there anybody you want to shout out? Oh, I could be here a while shouting people <laughs> out, but I'll shout out a couple of okay, people perfect. individually. Um, in regards to this festival, mm -hmm. which I hope all of you listening plan to come to, Rosalind Jackson Rowe mm -hmm. is the person who 
created this vision alongside wow. me right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has been with me every step of the way from last year, sitting at Fabled mm-hmm. going, hmm, you know what would be cool yeah. <laughs> to now it being a national festival yeah. with people from all over submitting their work. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's phenomenal. And then this year, coming alongside me creatively, I would have to shout out Susie Elnagar, mm-hmm. um, who has been our dramaturg, walking alongside our playwrights and helping me with promotion, mm-hmm. and Abigail Dillard, mm-hmm. who has really basically served as a casting director. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is a huge load lifted from me to have someone simply cast these shows mm-hmm. and me being able to focus on the larger picture of putting yeah. together a festival the and directing pieces. the main show. Right. Mm-hmm. So those would be the three women I would have to give the primary shout out to, but there's countless others that this wouldn't be possible without. Yeah. That's amazing. And again, give us all your social medias where we can buy tickets and we'll get this all wrapped up. Absolutely. So wild imaginings Waco mm-hmm. is our handle on both Facebook and Instagram and easily enough, wildimaginingswaco.com mm-hmm. is our website. Um, and you can find the link to tickets at any of those places. We've been posting about it pretty regularly, so you're not going to miss it. Um, and I would just encourage you to come. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're having a national playwright festival mm-hmm. right here in downtown Waco, which is incredibly exciting. And nine years ago, mm-hmm. to our conversation earlier, I would never have expected yeah. that to be a reality. Yeah. And yet here we are. And you're and doing it. We're doing it. And people from all over now, all of these playwrights and directors and people mm-hmm. involved, get to see Waco, Texas mm-hmm. as this artistic hub for the development of new work. Yeah, and that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on and hashtag keep Waco whack, am I right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll make that an actual hashtag. Hashtag make Waco whack. <laughs> Thanks, Debbie. Always fun to be here. Yay. Thank you for tuning into this week's podcast. This is your host, Debbie, signing off. Now that you know, go. Just go, Waco. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.